Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Jake and Joe's Gaming Show. I'm one of your hosts, Jake Deeth, and alongside me I got Joe Frantic. Hello. We hit double digits this week. We did it. Oh, ten, yeah. ten weeks. That's ten pretty weeks. good. Pretty good. Uh, we post up every week on SoundCloud and iTunes under Jake and Joe Gaming Show, and you can find us on Twitter at JJ Gaming Show. Uh, so we'll jump right into what we've been playing this last week. Uh, I finished up Horizon, I think it was last Monday now? Is it Monday or Sunday? Uh, quality game. I know you finished it up the week before. Uh, I don't know if you had any final impressions on that. Uh, I thought it was a solid ending, you know? Good setup for, uh, a sequel or story DLC as it seems to be. Yeah, they've announced story DLC, so I gotta think that's what it's probably gonna end up being. Um... But then again, who knows? Maybe that is the sequel because it kind of sounds like the story DLC was probably greenlit after the fact. Like maybe they're waiting to see how this was going to turn out. So that could uh, that whole plot could be a whole sequel within itself. If that you know that th- that new threat is going to be. But I had hoped like they would come up with like a a big like different thing for the sequel. The, the way it ended, and without getting into spoilers, it's kind of a continuation of what happened in the main game. That is true. So I, I would rather it be the story deal. Well, I do worry, and I don't know if you agree, but I do worry that going forward, like, they had so many cool reveals and so much of what was great about this game's story from, from that standpoint and from the combat standpoint was discovering this stuff. Like, the dinosaurs fighting them, learning how to fight them, and, you know, learning about the world and what happened and, you know, what all this stuff was. If the next game is just all the same dinosaurs again. I don't think it would be. I, right. I would think they would add more variety. But then, it might, then are they going to have to design all new dinosaurs? And are they, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I, I just, I mean, one, they use most of them. Two, <laughs> they... Hey, we don't, I, my, my, dino, my dinosaur, you know, knowledge is not that extensive. It's T-Rex. We're, there we're, were no pterodactyls. That, that, that's true. That's true. <laughs> there, I mean, there are definitely places for them to go. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure that they are well, you know, I'm sure that they're working on it. I just wonder, because, yeah, it's like, if this really, this location really was the, you know, the epicenter of everything that happened. Yeah. And all that's the case, then, like, okay, what happens next? Like, you know, what do you do? And there's plenty to do, and I think the world's really cool. I just, I just worry about that, but. Yeah, I think they could do a lot more with the world building. Like, they did a lot of setup. Like, that was, one of the the things I didn't really like about this game was the amount of, like, text logs and dialogue necessary to set up, like, all, set up and explain, like, thoroughly everything that was going on. It was a lot, like, you end up having long blocks where you were just reading text logs for, like, half an hour. The the text logs bothered me a little bit just because I, I, yeah, I, I don't, you know, in modern video games, I don't want to read especially that much yeah. at any given time. The voice logs, I had no problem with. That's a, that's a commonly used way. I think they were timed a little poorly in the way of, like, there were sometimes where I'd move a little bit in one direction and the story voiceover from yeah. the character of the game would start talking while the voiceover, like, they wouldn't stop and they wouldn't pause or anything like that. And that's more just a design thing that maybe they could tweak. But, you know, I, I think there's definitely overload at certain points and it, it is frustrating to have to read text logs still in 2017, but... The mm-hmm. game, the game to me, I still think the 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 game is even I think complete without reading the text logs. I just think the story goes from being a good story to a great story when you read the text logs. Yeah, it does a a better way of uh, establishing it, both atmospherically and more like contextually, as opposed to just saying here's what's happening. They let you kind of figure out for your own what's happening through these interactions, these emails, stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, it's absolutely, and it touches on subjects of you know, and not not to spoil too much, but the fall of society touches on things that like, 
we know what would happen, but they kind of have to tell you, like, yeah, this did happen. Like, you know, like, the worst of it, you know, not just, and also the best of it, and also the, you know, the clinging odds and the false hopes and the, mis- you know, all that kind of stuff, but it, it it was really nice to see that they really did kind of sit and they thought about, okay, how would this actually go down? What would people actually be talking about? Yeah, they not, were very thorough trying to make it as, as Not realistic. every message was, the world is ending. Yeah. Some of them were about other things going on. Yeah, they, they were pretty realistic and detailed and in-depth. Like you could tell they spent a lot of time on that that aspect of the game, at least. Yeah, I think that paid off. And so, moving forward, you also played a bunch of other games. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was a busy week. Uh, and to be fair, some of these are shorter. Like, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 was what I, I actually... I finished Horizon... Okay, it was Monday, because I remember I jumped straight into Kingdom Hearts after that. Uh, I played... Uh, it was 2.8. So, for those of you who don't know, 2.8 is... Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance HD, which is a port of a 3DS game, uh, Birth by Sleep Point Two, and uh, Back Cover. Uh, point Two is the Kingdom Hearts Three demo ish type thing, and then Back Cover is like a just like a movie explaining some backstory. So I didn't really, sp- I, I kind of, I jumped really quick into Dream Drop just to see how the port was. It, it's nothing really that special. I, I had played the game before on 3DS. So I didn't really feel a need to play it again, but it was it's cool that it was there for people. I was mostly interested in the point two, which was Kingdom Hearts three engine, uh, like a separate standalone story that was supposed to like kind of set up for Kingdom Hearts three. It ended up not doing that as much as I thought it was going. No, it's to. the earliest thing in the timeline. It takes place before Kingdom Hearts. It takes place. No, it takes place at same at the same time as the end of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, okay. And it also takes place. It, it does have a, like an epilogue that does take place after uh, Dream Drop Distance, which was the latest one. That's so weird. It, it like it was kind of weird that it de- definitely going in. I thought it was going to be like because of the setup and the way Birth by Sleep ended. Yep. It kind of felt like it was going to be the latest thing, but then you end up finding out it's like happening in parallel with some of the events of Kingdom Hearts One. And you're like, oh, yeah, one point five and two point five just came out on PS4. Yeah, one point five and two point five just came out. That that that's a solid collection. That's a lot of game to play if you if you wanted a good value for your buck. That's that's a whole lot of games. Yeah. But uh, yeah, two point eight. I'm I, I I got this from a rental. I'm glad I didn't end up buying it because. There's definitely not enough there for to warrant a sixty dollar purchase. I think that was kind of a little bit of a money grab from Square Enix for sure because no, <laughs> like this game should have this bundle should have been forty dollars because you're getting like one full game and then like, which is a port of a 3ds game from like four years ago and then like a demo and a movie that honestly was not worth anything. It was a pretty bad movie. Probably the probably the worst part of Kingdom Hearts content I've experienced so far. So. Uh, that was that was an experience, but I'm excited for Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, that was mainly the reason I wanted to play around with it to see how the new engine is, yeah, how the combat is. When you get Kingdom Hearts three, man, yeah, man, it's coming. But yeah, no, the engine's good. The combat's uh, improved. It's you play Final Fantasy fifteen, so it's kind of like that. Uh, the spell casting has gotten a lot better. You can move around while casting spells, so you're actually like flying around, shooting off spells. But uh, yeah, the game was good. Good. Uh, so I played that. It was the whole demo was like maybe two to three hours, somewhere in the middle there. And then uh, that was all Monday night. And then since then, I've been playing Quantum Break. Quantum Break came out last year for Xbox One. It was their big uh, spring exclusive, and it's true. 
It's really good. <laughs> a game, yeah. a game that came and went. I played it last year when it came out. Uh, I know you. I, I know you just played it, but yeah, a game that no one is talking about now. I mean, to be fair, it's been over a year, but mm-hmm. really, people talked about when it came out. People in general liked it, mm-hmm. thought it was good, and yeah. then it just disappeared and it was never heard of, heard from again. End of discussion. Like that was pretty much it. Yeah, it's a little sad having just played it. Now it was definitely there was a lot of potential there, especially like with a setup for a sequel. They definitely like the way they ended it was definitely set up. So it's like if this is successful, we'll make a quantum break too. But it, it didn't really. There's no way that game was successful. I don't think we would have we would have heard sales numbers if there were, and we've heard nothing about it. Uh, I think the sales numbers. I and I I I looked into it briefly after I looked at it. Like it was doing better than some of the other. Like it sold more than Sunset Overdrive and stuff like that. That is right, but Sunset Overdrive bomb. Yeah, so <laughs> that's uh, unfortunate. It's Sunset a, Overdrive is fantastic. Yeah, so I, it suffered from the same issue many Xbox One exclusives did that weren't Gears of War, like or Halo Five. Yeah, and even Halo Five, I don't think met expectations there. No, not a number of copies sold. No. But the game itself is very good. If you have an Xbox One, I'd highly recommend getting it. It's probably my favorite Xbox One game I've played so far. Wow, that's bold. I really liked Alan Wake. It, 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 maybe Gears 4 might have been higher than that. It's definitely better I than Halo 5. I haven't played Gears 4 yet. Well, I have my favorite Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive is fantastic. And I love the Forza Horizon series, so both of those would be above Quantum Break for uh. me. Yeah, I like Sunset Overdrive. I need to go back and play at some point. It's really good. It's just I really like Quantum Break. Like the the way they storytell uh, in all the Remedy games, they did the same with the uh, Alan Wake. I think is almost as good as it gets in games. Like they have the best storytelling. It's like really high quality. Like they're up there in my mind with like Naughty Dog in terms of like high quality storytelling. Yeah, it's one of the two of them would be. I mean, I I played part of Alan Wake. I never beat Alan on PC. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I just I thought Quantum Break. I mean, just trying to think back. Obviously, it's been a while since I played it. But my biggest gripe with it was I just thought that the TV elements like didn't work in a lot of the time. Like they had moments that were really cool, but most of the time it was watching honestly like a show on Netflix I would never watch. So <laughs> I thought the integration was definitely overplayed, and I kind of expected that going in that like they were going to say that they're well integrated and well matched when really it was just like if you found some random thing in the TV show, it would affect the TV show this way. Yeah. Other than your major decisions, obviously, but like even that way, it was uh, it was all right. I I don't see it as being like trend setting or like oh wow no, this is groundbreaking. Are, it was other, just other, kind of a yeah. gimmick. Yeah, other people are not going to be doing this in their games anytime soon. Yeah, it was kind of gimmicky for sure, but like I it didn't it didn't detract from the experience for me. It was just kind of like an add on type thing. Like if you watched if you played like Halo Five and then they had that Halo like TV series. It would be like having that Halo 2 TV series like interspliced with the game or something. So it was like cool addition. Definitely not what I wanted from that game. But, you know, it's cool that they had it in there. Uh, but the, the the one thing that really stood out to me was how good it looks. Like it's probably the best looking game on Xbox One. And yeah. it's definitely one of the best looking games this generation. Like the, the, the amount of like visual effects they throw in because of the time manipulation they just went to town on it like everything's yeah. flowing through and, and, and third person and third person like like linear games are always we're going to see the best graphics just yeah. because you i mean you have less to render and less to worry about but mm-hmm. but yeah i think i think that game i i thought the game was stunning when i played it a year ago and i gotta think it still is now i mean yeah it's probably up there probably a step below uncharted 4 
and mm. probably right around that level, which also just the Xbox in general is. I'm sure on PC it looks fantastic. I, I own it digitally so I can download it on PC, but I don't see myself going back. Yeah, it's not a game you definitely need to play. No. It's it's a story-based thing, so once you've had the story, like that's what you play There, there are for. choices that could be interesting to see how the game would play differently if you didn't make if you made different choices, which I, I did like the fact that you were making the choices as the villain. Yeah, that was funny. And that you were playing funny. as a protagonist, but you would make the choices as the villain, and you would kind of get to decide how your story would play as the protagonist from a different point of view. And I, I never, I, I always try to make a decision as if I was the villain. Yeah, I never try to be like, what's going to help me as a player, or what's going to. Yeah, be there were definitely minute moments where that that could come up, where you're like, I could either choose what he would do, or choose that way that would make it way easier for me. Right, and I, and I always do what I thought he would do, and I, I, but I never viewed him as a super harsh villain. Yeah, I viewed him as someone trying to do what he thought was right, blah blah blah, all that jazz. So I, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was unique. Um, I think the game's good. I think it is worth playing. And yeah, especially nowadays, there's no if you can't rent it from somewhere. I'm sure you can it's buy like it twenty for, bucks probably. I'm sure you can buy it for twenty dollars or less constantly online. Um, I can't imagine. Although that was one of the ones where it, like wouldn't drop for a long time, and it's like, why is this holding its value so well? Yeah, you never you never know. I mean, especially with the sales numbers not. But it, it's probably down to twenty by now, and it's definitely worth twenty bucks. Like, definitely worth. Oh the yeah, play. That, 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 that's for sure. They're you very. Did. <laughs> on reputable websites 2269 yeah. for a PC key that also works with Xbox yeah so oh no it's a Steam key never mind oh yeah oh yeah because later they ported it to Steam that's right because yeah. I think they were having issues with the PC version or something I don't know but it's on Steam now too so you can get on Steam uh, Windows Store or on Xbox One yeah so Moving on to Persona 4 Dancing yeah. on that quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. I just, I, I played like an hour or two of it afterwards. Just get me hyped for Persona 5. It's, it's fine. It's, it's a game. <laughs> this week, this week, very quickly. I have not played a lot this week. Like I said, last week I said I was going to play The Walking Dead Season 3, Episode 3. Haven't played it yet. Downloaded it. Haven't played it yet. I'm just not in the mood for anything major. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm just, just not in the mood. Uh, Mafia 3, I, I went back to for a little bit. It got its first DLC this week. Uh, which I didn't play yet, I still haven't beaten the main game. I went through, I played like two or three more story missions, did some side stuff. Uh, the game has the same problems obviously it had in October, of being a little bit repetitive, uh, a little bit bland. They didn't fix it uh, with the DLC. The atmosphere is still fantastic. It's running a lot better now, which it's still not running great, but last I was struggling to keep it in the 30s, and I have a fairly powerful PC. I'm getting it in the mid-50s now, which to me is fine. Oh, you know, I'll live. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, also, it had one or two really bad dips when I got into the downtown area, into, like, the teens, and I was like, oh, oh, Lord. Um, they built it on a proprietary engine, and I got to think that was a massive mistake. They should have just licensed an engine from someone yeah. and not spent the time with that, because they wanted to build an engine to build all Mafia games on, and I kind of wonder if we're going to get another Mafia game, because it sold five million copies, but it sold four and a half million copies in the first week, and it sold half a million copies since then. That's crazy. That's, yeah, that's bad. Um... And then I and then I downloaded on Steam and I've been playing Fallout Shelter a lot, way too much. Uh, it's fun. It's, I, people have been playing it for a long time. People don't have to have me tell them about it, but it's it's been a lot of fun. I, I just I'm not in the mood to play anything big right now. I Is just, Fallout Shelter all single player? or Do you like interact with the other players anyway? Like, you I don't raid each no, other's shelter no, or anything. No? You, okay. There are quests where you go raid other locations, but they're not like other players. Oh, okay. Um, that'd be kind of I actually wouldn't like that. <laughs> it's supposed to be a very passive game. Yeah. Like there are things that happen, but like nothing's that challenging. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just not in the mood for anything major, and I don't know when I'm gonna be again. And that's fine. It's happened to me before. It'll happen again. Um, but I'm just 
I finished Horizon and Zelda, two of these huge games that were lived up to the hype, both of them, you know, not mm-hmm. for me, what I expected for both of them, they lived up to that level, and I'm just kind of, I don't know, not that excited about anything right now in gaming, as far as, like, what's coming out. Mass Effect kind of disappointed everyone, so I passed on that. Mm-hmm. Um, for Mass Effect levels of expectations, so yeah, I don't know. I I don't. I maybe I'll play Walking Dead episode three today. I'm just not in the mood. Yeah, I, I, I'm also like I didn't read any issues with the episode, but I just I I, I don't want to deal with another Telltale game with fucking issues. Like I just <laughs> I just can't. I just can't accept it anymore. It's, it's just, it, I mean, they they've built it on the same engine for the first two episodes, so it's gonna have the same. I had issues, issues in the first in the first so, episode. I had a hard lockout where I had to. I had it. I found I had a dashboard and then re entered the app and then unfroze it. But, like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> They're like, wow. we swear we're going to fix it with Batman. We've got a new engine. Batman everything. was great until episode five. And then episode five had all sorts of problems. And I bought it well after Batman was done. Um, everything was fine up till five. I, I just, I mean, they, they have been murdered to death for it, but they deserve to keep getting murdered to death for it. It is unacceptable. Like well, maybe just, should, people should just stop buying their games and vote with their wallets. And I am know. aware, but they could, like, they. People don't buy their games because of it. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. If their games ran correctly when they came out, I guarantee it. This also, yeah, okay. We've talked enough about what we've been playing. I've not been playing a ton. Uh, next week, Jake will have been playing Persona 5, end of list. And 80 hours. Probably. <laughs> no. And uh, I will, who knows, maybe I'll get into something this week. Maybe I'll play some zombies or something. Yeah. I still got Infinite Warfare to play as well. I know you do. We need to play zombies. And then play more zombies. <laughs> We'll always in the movie. That's, I'm always, always in the mood for zombies. So, moving over to news in the sales category, Switch passes half a million in Japan. Yeah, so it's selling pretty well. You know, not like not blowing everyone's mind as everyone seems to think. Because you you look at, so they've passed half a million, and I think this was in two weeks. I no, believe four weeks. Four weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is after four weeks that they've passed uh, half a million, which is good for Japan. Which is good. Yeah, it, it's outsold the PS4. Yeah, so the PS4, but that's the thing that, like, we consider PS4 such a huge success, but that's, like, on a, a worldwide scale. So people are like, oh, and outsold the PS4. I'm like, in Japan, where the PS4 didn't sell super also, well on launch. Yeah, on launch. PS4 is so much better now. But also, yeah. like, the, P- the PS4 was out of stock, like the Switch was, in the same yeah. way when it came out. Like, pe- people, like, all of a sudden have this false memory of PS4 sitting on shelves. The Xbox One was sitting on shelves. Mm. PS4, you couldn't buy them for couple of months it was hard like they were around like same with the switch but like you had to be quick in getting it when they were available and that's just the ongoing story with the switch is how much of it is demand how much of it is you know short supply i think it's a mixture of both but the the thing that i've been cautioning since the beginning is that i i still do not see a lot of non-wii u owners buying switches that's like uh, for people i know like my family members and the friends i know who buy games the people who owned wii u's are the people interested in the switch the people who didn't are like we'll see if it's their true next handheld, I have, I'm Sam literally, like, if it's their next handheld, he'll get it for Pokemon. But, like, otherwise, he's not going to. And, like, you see, and this is the thing that same thing happened in the U.S. They're like, oh, it outsold the Wii. It barely outsold the Wii U. The Wii U was their best launch. Yeah. Because the hardcore Nintendo fans show up on day one. Yeah, that was that was the thing. It was, like, they were doing, like, the sales numbers. And it, you can actually look at because of the drop-off. This was because the Wii U launched in December. Obviously, a holiday time, more sales. But the Wii U actually... Is trending ahead of the Switch for right now, but yeah. that—that's obviously because of December versus March. But but still. does December versus March matter that much at the end of the day? Does it, like, I, mean, I understand it does. I, I get like I get where people think it does, but like this is it, this has the must. This is in Japan where Zelda isn't as big of a deal, but this is the must play game of the year and all that jazz. Like 
Yeah. Gamers adopt early. Yeah. And that's that's definitely something that people kind of forget, especially when they look back at the Wii U and it's like, oh, the Wii U was a failure. It's like, Wii U did better at launch than like a lot of things. And so, it's yeah. still, because it didn't hold on, it was the failure it was. It wasn't a failure because of its launch. The, the Wii U sold like 4 million units in three months. Yeah. Like it sold a, basically a quarter of its total life sales in a month, in three months. Yeah. Like, and, and that's, and that's, once again, the Switch could, Obviously, because the Wii started below the Wii U, and the Wii obviously went on to do great things. And you've heard some people this week, GameStop says it's going to outsell the Wii. I don't believe that, but also GameStop has a motivation. Yeah, to, obviously. Know, GameStop, GameStop says it about every console. They, yeah. said, they said PSVR was going to be huge for them, and it ended up being supply-constrained and not as big for them. Like, it's the same thing. Yeah, so there's I, no reason for them to downsell hardware, which is no, the, like, the linchpin. And there's every motivation to upsell hardware. Yeah. Every motivation for everybody, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I think the Switch is doing well. I think there is demand. I think there is interest. But I think that the telltale signs of this thing is going to be where it sits after Christmas. Yeah, I think it's definitely... We've gotten through the launch. It looks to be doing well at launch. Now, what have you got going forward? What are you going to yeah. make it sustainable and First make all, it do appealing? You, do you freaking have them in Christmas? <laughs> because look what happened to the NES Classic. I'm a... like. Me and your boat, I don't know if you were as in and buying it. But if the NES Classic was available at Christmas, I would have bought one. I'm not buying one now. I went and bought one just because of the core, but yeah. Fair. But, like, I, I was going to set it up here, so core is going to be no problem for me. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, I, I have no interest now because you missed your opportunity to sell me on it. Like, yeah. people have windows where they move on. Mm-hmm. Like, people, there are, there's always a new electronic gadget. Yeah. Always. Like, yeah. it's, ne- it's never, there's going to be the Scorpio this fall. I don't think the Scorpio is going to do well. We'll talk about that later. But it's just, there's always something new for them to sell to people. So, like, you, you can't miss when people are interested. Mm-hmm. Moving on, because we talked a lot about yeah. the Switch on this show. Granted, we started it right around the time of the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, we, we'll get right into announcements. We had a pretty solid week for announcements. Uh, first off, we have Valkyria Revolution, which is uh, kind of the successor to Valkyria Chronicles, which is kind of a cult classic tactics type game. Uh, it sold really well on PS3. Uh, th- this is the sequel series. It's coming out June 27th on Xbox One, which is kind of surprising. PS4 and Vita. Uh, that, I, I gotta wonder if, if porting it from PS4 to Xbox One is so easy. Yeah, maybe it's because the reason. Like, why not? So, it was just interesting yeah. that it was exclusive last gen, but now it's like, alright, well, we'll have an Xbox One. Funny, it's actually, uh, the retail price is $40, so I'm like, they must not be very confident about this game. Might be a budget Valkyrie yeah. game. So, yeah. Nope. Uh, next up, we have Ubisoft's announcement that they're making their Watch Dogs 2 multiplayer DLC free. I gotta think that's to make sure it has a player base. Yeah, I, I imagine with the, how many people are still playing multiplayer, you don't want to fracture that base anymore. Yeah, I gotta assume it is hundreds of people. Yeah. If, if that, I mean, in all seriousness, or maybe a couple thousand of people on any given night playing, like, truly playing Watch Dogs multiplayer. Game is very good, I stand by it, but I've, I've never gone back to play multiplayer. Cause yeah. I found multiplayer a little bit frustrating, to be honest, but... Yeah, I always thought multiplayer DLC for games that are, like, open-world games that aren't, like, GTA or something of that scale. I'm like, does anyone really care that much? Yeah, it, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but, I, I mean, it's nice of them to make it free. It's a nice pop for them. I yeah. think the game's been on sale a lot, and I think I think it was worth full price, but if you even if you see it for 30 whatever, I think that's a game worth picking up. They they, they listen, and, and the one thing that Ubisoft, Ubisoft always gets crap from everyone over everything, but, like... They really listen with Watch Dogs 2 mm-hmm. to all the complaints of Watch Dogs 1. Is the game perfect? Absolutely not. But the game is much, much better than yeah, Watch Dogs 1. It's very solid. And it is... It was, it was one of my favorite games of last fall. Mm. 
next up on the list, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy. The from Tell. This is the Telltale series, Guardians of the Galaxy, Episode One, coming out April eighteenth, which is pretty soon. Yeah. I was not actually expecting it that. Makes soon. sense to kind of time it with the movie. Yeah. Um, if you can, I, I can. It's different voice acting cast. It's not related to the MCU. It's you know. It's its own thing. The trailer looked bad to me. I thought the humor was really forced. Yeah, it was a little like I don't know, like they were they were trying to evoke the movie a little yeah. bit, but like not on the same scale. And obviously with different voice actors, you're like, okay, something's already off putting. And then you have like just like the the reduced scale of a Telltale game versus like a Marvel movie. Was, I, I, I'm not yeah. super hopeful about this. Once once it was announced, they weren't getting the voice cast from the movie, which like I still say was possible, and they should have you know worked to get that done. I wonder how much Chris Pat would have charged. I really out. don't think you like if you if a Game of Thrones could get the people they got in it. I gotta imagine Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's probably like top dollar right yeah, now. Yeah, but I I don't I don't disagree. But one, he seems like a solid dude. Could be a dick, but he seems like a solid <laughs> dude. Two, like. He has to sit in a booth and record lines like four times for like a couple hours. Like it's I'm sure, I'm sure they've considered. I'm sure they. Oh, I'm they, sure they, they reached out. Yeah. I'm sure that because yeah. obviously the game would sell better if it had the voice cast. Yeah. Um. But no, I'm I'm passing on this at, if, at least for the start. Maybe you know we'll see how it does, see how it reviews. But I'm not super hopeful about it. Yeah. Hopefully, I know, I'm hoping always, as I always do, that the game does well and it actually you know turns out to be really I'm good. Not, I'm not. I think it would be bad. I just don't have high hopes. For it. I I have a special place for like comedy based telltale games cuz i i think that that's really where they shine is their their comedy lines so i i really hope this does turn out to be like more you know borderland series as opposed to sorry I, I know this is Game unrelated to gaming podcast but Derek Rose hurt his knee again he's out for the year <laughs> so what seven more games <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter he hurt his knee again yeah i know it's just it's just, yeah it's just a derrick rose thing <laughs> Oh, the, the good point is he's not in the Bulls anymore. So, anyways, so so moving <laughs> yeah. on to the PS Plus games for April, we already knew one of them. We knew Draw to Death. Mm-hmm. We now have Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, which you said is okay. Yeah, it definitely. I like. I was really excited to play it going in, and it definitely kind of underwhelmed a little bit. But it's still a good game. It's just not as good as I thought it was gonna be. Then Invisibles on PS3. Never played it. I've heard of it. I know it's a thing. And then Alien Range Extended Does anyone Edition. really care what's on PS3? No, I <laughs> And then P- the video games are crossed by PS4, which is nice. 10 yeah. Second Ninja and Curses and Chaos. Don't know either of those games. I looked it on there. It didn't seem that impressive. Overall, it definitely seemed like... It's a kinda, bad month. Yeah. But like we'll see how Drawn to Death turns out. Obviously, that's... Yeah. I mean, I'll download cool Drawn to Death. Cool when it's a launch. I'll, I'll add Lovers in a Dangerous Space to my library. But I... I PS Plus is struggling. Hopefully they're saving up for that uh, E3 Killzone knack lineup. They never <laughs> announce him on E3 stage anymore. They used to, like yeah. I think, announce like at least one or two of the big games. Because it was the vault back then, so they could add them then. Yeah, but it was different. PS Plus has been struggling for a while. They Honestly, I think they're coasting because they know they can. Like, yeah, Why spend the money because you don't have to? Xbox has to have good games mm-hmm. to get a pop every month. Um, moving on to the big news of the week. <laughs> yep. No one saw it coming. We didn't comment last week on this. <laughs> Destiny 2 is revealed, but not actually. It was just CGI. Um, but it was very cool. It was definitely better than I was expecting. It's the tone we want. It's the production value we want. It makes me very hopeful. By the way, the rumors is it's a 65 gig install. So that means the disc is more than likely going to come, and then you're going to have to download 15 gigs. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I just I just, I just, just love that because the original disc was like 20 gigs. But it's way too small. It's gonna be a lot. That gives me hope that it's a lot of CGI yeah. cutscenes. 
That's all it said. I, well, I, I, that's what we want. Like, that's what people have been asking for. People were upset with the lack of story. And I think for replayability, there's a reason why they're, why you don't need as much. But I'm excited. The trailer was funny. Um, yeah, I hope this, this is a key, the, the, the key thing is that they used Clyde 6 in both the teaser trailer and the official reveal trailer. Yeah, I've got Clyde 6 inside my PC now. And he's best character probably by far of that, that series. So I hope that they, they heard the feedback and they're like, all right, we're just going to use Clyde 6 like everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope they don't, not that I necessarily, maybe that you can't overuse him, but you probably can. And like, it, yeah. I'm sure they'll probably have new characters and hopefully Eris Morn is dead. And hopefully... <laughs> or she's the main villain. She, dun, dun, dun. She's not. It's, uh, it's Gaul. Except All right, yeah. Gary! That was fun. That was a good trip. Yeah, that was... I, I hope that... It was funny because it's so tonally different from how they announced Destiny 1, and I hope that's because of player feedback where it's like, okay, we're yeah, kind of a more fun community now. And it's the same deal as last time, and I know people online were getting upset about, you know, the fact that once again, they've already announced Expansion Pass 1 and Expansion... Expansion 1 and 2, Expansion Pass is already announced... Um, I pre-ordered the same edition I got at GameStop last time. Very excited for it. Uh, and I actually got it for the Taken King, too. I spent a lot of money on Destiny 1, and I'm totally okay with it. And and people were upset about it, but I'm actually happy that they're not... Like, they didn't hide it last time. They're not hiding it this time. If you want to play Destiny 2 for two years, be prepared to spend more money than $60. Yeah, you definitely. it's definitely a perpetual spending type right, thing. We, we saw with the last year what it's like when they release one expansion and then they just kind of let it go for a year. You get the live updates, but it's not really like huge content drops. No, and, and, and I, you know, I get why people are upset about that, but they're not lying to you and pretending that this is any different than Destiny 1. If you had a problem with Destiny 1's model, you're going to have a problem with Destiny 2's model. Yeah, I, I had hoped that they would be a little more... Like, with Destiny 1, you kind of were getting the... You get the expansion pass, and you know expansion 1, expansion 2, but you didn't know what they had in them. I'm hoping they kind Same of Same thing with this one, though. We don't even know what they're called. We knew what they were called last time. At least we have got... I, that doesn't mean anything. We have time to look. People know what they are. It's Rasputin and... Um, God, I can't remember the other one, but it's two symbols people recognize from Destiny 1, uh-huh. but there's no names... Which, yeah, no one had any idea what the Dark Below was or House of Wolves. No one had any idea what that meant. Um, but, yeah, I wish they had just been like, you know, first one has a raid, has this and this. Like, they don't have to get into details, well, but, like, I wish they had a little Gameplay more. reveals in May, so there could be more. And at yeah, some, it's not, point, some point, they're going to announce how many raids are in the base game. A lot of people want two raids in the base game. Mm-hmm. They want there to be a raid you get to at a middle level. You fight through that to then get to the higher level raid. Just to kind of give the base game... More content, but if the first expansion comes out in December, like the first one, you know, that had the second raid, and that was fine by me. And people say, you know, games have never been cheaper. This is a continuing evidence that that's not really true, because this game really is $95. Yeah, you have like, to get the, the full experience for this one. But, in the same way of Destiny 1, I got hundreds and hundreds of hours out of Destiny, so I don't have a problem with it as much as some other people do who aren't going to play as much, and I get it. But, it's a good first step for them. I don't think they were... I think they were ready. Some people were speculating if they were actually ready to reveal this or not. They had ads on TV reveal, yeah. for the reveal. Like <laughs> That's not something you get done in like 24 hours. Like You have to have those ads ready. You have to have the time bought well in advance. Yeah, I'm um, sure I'm sure they were they, the leak last week like the, those those posters. I'm sure those were like planned for well, this also, week like GameStop had was... the Clyde 6 statues for pre-ordering in shop. Yeah. Those like don't show I, up. I I think the the leak was maybe like 2 days early. Yeah, I the leak was, was so because fun. someone in the back of a GameStop or whatever, I think it was a European game store took a picture of the posters they were going to hang up next week. Yeah. So it wasn't like as substantial. No. 
Um, and then finally, just a rumor. Uh, Days Gone, the Sony first-party exclusive from uh, Ben Studio in, Port- in uh, uh, Oregon, yep. is rumored to be out August 22nd. That's a believable date. Um, we'd have to find out pretty soon, in my opinion. Yeah, hopefully they announce it. Oh, they, I, it could be another E3 type thing, though. But to announce at E3 that a game's coming out in two months? Yeah. Like, a new IP that we've seen once? Like, Well, but the, the thing is, they've. I would want them to show it a little more, well, but I, I'm very... The, the amount they've shown this game is, is, is so little already. Like, I'm like, do they have confidence in this game? Like, I don't it, think they do, and I know we've heard a lot of things. Like, I, I could see them, yeah, putting this out because then it's out and it's done, and we talked about it, I think, when they closed out. Ben is definitely on the shopping block if this doesn't go well. Yeah. To either, or maybe they become a support studio or something like that. But, mm-hmm. like, they, like, this game is, like, a lot of other, I mean, it's got its unique elements because it's a biker gang and all that jazz, but I don't, I don't know. That's when Shadow of War is coming out. And if I have to pick between this and Shadow of War, I'm, I already pre ordered Shadow of War. I'm buying Shadow of War. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite game two years ago, three years ago now, Jesus. And this game, like, I could see this game just coming out being buried and by black friday being 20 dollars. yeah early signs I, my prediction early signs without seeing anything now more right now is that it's not going to do very well but we'll we'll see there might be more coming out it might blow us away but yeah well so it just if it comes out august 22nd that's still like so many people are going to be like destiny 2 soon red dead soon like but and, like and where the pick, are they going to slot this if it's not next year q1 2018 that's what i'm saying that's what i got i'm Hold it till Q1. Like, I don't know. I don't know the inner workings of companies and their financials. And I understand there's more things to it. But Ben could start working on their next game or story DLC or whatever Mm -hmm. when the game is content complete and then release the game in four months. Yeah. Like, when it's going to do better. Because I can't imagine that if a company looks at it and says, we're going to sell two million more copies if we wait four months, then you wouldn't want to wait four more months yeah it's weird that uh it's definitely something you see a lot more movies where they'll say we push this movie back because we've got another big movie coming in here yeah you would kind of expect the same thing from sony so i i don't i don't know exactly how that's going to work but i yeah when people say this was going to be in the fall like october i was like that's just a death sentence for that game like the game is going to come out and be gone and i'm not like right now if it comes out then i'm going to wait for black friday and probably get it then i'll i'm going to end up buying it it's just when yeah, I, th- I think God of the War is the only one that could survive. God that of experience. the War? God of War could, was the only game that could... And Grand Turismo. Yeah, because it's so different. But God of War is the only like, big name that could survive and go yeah. toe-to-toe I don't with even those think, non-exclusives. I don't even, yeah, I don't even think Detroit could. I think, no. I think Detroit... Detroit also makes sense would be a great Q1 game. Mm-hmm. Either one of those would be a great Q1 game. All right, uh, moving on to uh, some other news. Some some quick asides. Uh, Palmer Lucky uh, officially was announced dropped by Facebook. They don't know he if might. he was dropped or not. I read into that. Like people don't know, Facebook does not comment on how it ended. He could have chose to leave. Yeah, so they they parted. It's yeah. a more amicable way of saying that. Uh, he was the founder of Oculus, so obviously fa- Facebook bought Oculus. Uh, there was some conflict, I think, last year when he was. Donating to a Trump campaign or something, or he donated or, to a fake news site to make fake news stories about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Regardless, I think this is a shame if that's the reason he had to leave. Mm-hmm. People's personal politics are their personal politics, and they shouldn't impact what he did. He he spearheaded the second or the second coming since you know Virtual Boy, but the the modern age of, of VR, mm-hmm. he is one of the faces of it. Yeah. So that's. Definitely something that I think was more of a Facebook need to make sure everything looked good on the front end. So. You still, I, I've always been uneasy about the whole, you know, they go to, you know, go fund me. No, they go to go fund me. They went to Kickstarter, mm-hmm. got $2 million or whatever it was for VR. Then the Facebook gave them $2 billion. And yeah. like, 
that always sat with me a little weird that like, all right, like you profit off the community, never release the product and then get $2 billion from Facebook. <laughs> but he walks away. Well, with they like, released, didn't they eventually, and the backers would have gotten their headsets. No, right? The backers got what they paid for. It's just, it was just weird where they said like, we can't make VR without this. And then Facebook's like, here's $2 billion. It, it, it just struck me as weird. I, I don't like Kickstarter because there's a lot of unholy marriages in there that go on between these things like Sony and Shenmue 3 and all that jazz. Like, I don't like that. I, I just... I, I like it as an alternative to pre-ordering, basically. Yeah, I, I get it. I prefer Fig, where like you, you invest and you like get it, shares. or Fig like, is if you spend like $500 yeah. to get shares. Like, it's not, but like, that, that's a better Most people concept, on Fig though. are not getting anything. Uh, which I get why, because it's very complicated to give people shares. Um, but yeah, he, he, either way... He's out now. Um, Oculus is struggling, to say the least. Uh, they mm-hmm. did that big price cut where, effectively, they just put their motion controllers in for free. Yep. Uh, no idea if that's doing helping them do better, but they were in a distant third. PSVR is outside both of them combined, mm-hmm. which isn't that surprising yeah. given its accessibility and how much money you'd have to spend to get it. Like, my rig could run VR, but that's another $800 on top of the... And whole room VR is probably cooler, but who has the room? Yeah. I think Oculus was staying in there just because they got the Facebook backing. Like, that's about as good as you can do if you're backed by Facebook. Yeah. No, and so and, and, Facebook. Facebook, and Facebook has the money. We talked about it at the time where Facebook has the money to eat the cost and sell yeah. it at either a loss or at break-even where HTC needs to make money. Yeah. Um, Valve doesn't. Valve just prints money. Oh, put on another summer sale. Oh, we got it. Sure. All the, all the VR helmets are luckily backed by a very solid company, so... Yeah, I, every single one of them I expect to continue. I expect to see PSVR. Uh, the big PSVR game comes out in about a month and a half off Farpoint. I'm excited to play that. I have a pre-order now. I might cancel it and just wait, depending on, you know, early talk about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, next up, uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen has finally released their Chapter Thirteen patch. Uh, I forgot what number. It was like 1.07, whatever. Anyway, uh, they, they announced this a few months back that they were going to patch Chapter 13, which was considered problematic by many people. Boring. You finished it. It was fine. It was like, it, it didn't ruin my experience. It was just kind of, eh, it was kind of a slog, but it was, it was, I don't even think an hour, maybe, oh, maybe okay. close to an hour. So it wasn't like out of the, the probably 50 hours I put in it, one bad hour didn't really Ruin right. my experience. The alter- I, I looked at the alternative. Basically, they replace that portion where you play as just Noctis to a portion where you play as his teammates, and it's much shorter. It's like 20 minutes long. Uh, cool for them. Uh, if anyone's jumping into Final Fantasy 15 now, I don't think this is going to stop anyone. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people just, once again, a lot of people held off. I stopped, not completely because of 13. I just stopped. So if I do go back and finish it at some point, which I might, like, that would be, you know, it's nice. It, it's the better version. We'll see if it's better. I mean, I'll, I won't have any bases to go off of, but we'll yeah. see. It just seemed like a different version. The other thing that went with this patch was uh, they released the first DLC episode, Gladios. Yeah. And it was five bucks, apparently. Yeah, five I bucks. Did, I didn't realize it was going to be this low. But, uh, included in the season pass. Yeah, apparently it's not very good. It's like less than an hour long, and it's all like it's all the great sword. So like yeah, it's the yeah. slowest weapon in the game, and it's like apparently not that fun. Yeah. So um, and then Breath of the Wild got a frame rate patch. Um, just seems like some areas are better, some areas are really not. Um, but yeah, that's out for people. the The big area, the the forest, um, is is still not great. And that's the biggest problem. It's just, Luckily, you don't spend too much time there. 
but there are things to do there that I don't that I didn't want to do. I just left instead of doing them because I couldn't play it. <laughs> like it was just yeah. It, obviously, they, I'm surprised they didn't go out of the like that. They would release something that's specifically for frame rate, and they no, didn't it was not specifically for frame rate. It, they didn't say what it was for. Nintendo never says what their patches are for. Oh well, I thought well, everyone, everyone knows what it was everyone for. Everyone knows it was for frame rate, <laughs> but the fact that they didn't address the biggest frame rate problem or the most widely known one was kind of weird. But maybe yeah. there's some issue like they like they can't fix it, which would be more of an issue if they're like we tried and we can't. That's not a great sign for the Switch hardware. But yeah, and then uh, uh, Mad Cat shut down this week or filed for bankruptcy. Who knows what happens um, with that? Not that surprising, especially because they were already dying. Then they made their last big bet on Rock Band coming back, and that bombed. Yeah, they, they were the sole manufacturers of those that uh, Rock Band equipment, and obviously that's a pretty heavy like investment, especially if it doesn't turn out well. And it did, and they're sitting on shelves yeah. everywhere. And they just at one point it was down to like 150 bucks from 250 for the whole set, and then mm-hmm. I, I don't think I haven't really been paying attention to the pricing, but. And, you know, Harmonix has also been, I didn't include it, but Harmonix has been laying off employees too, so Rock Band clearly hasn't been doing that well. No, it's doing very poorly, and they're releasing new songs all the time, and that's kind of weird, but it's what it is. Um, Best Without Mad Cats has been dying for a long time ever since. Really, the, their heyday was the original Xbox and PS2 era, where their second, like, when, that's when they were, they go to second party yeah, for. That's when their cheap controllers were good and $20. Like, yeah. <laughs> they, they were good and way cheaper. Yeah. Where, like, where now they're, I don't even think, do they have a PS4? I think they do. I think they have a PS4 controller, but. Yeah, and, and this, I think it was probably last generation, if not mostly this generation, where it's like, you really only see first party controllers on the stores. Like, you, you do see those third party ones, but they're definitely way less frequent. Yeah, and I, I also like, like it's rare for me to see someone with a third party controller. I'm also just at a point in my life where like w- if I need a new controller, I'll just buy another PS4 Pro. No, but <laughs> <laughs> worth it, <laughs> worth it. But I'll just buy a P- PlayStation official controller. Like it's not. I'd rather get the their quality. They're they're well built and all that jazz. Yeah, and um, they're not that expensive. Actually, like I told you, I like the PS2 Mad Cat's controller because it was bigger, and the PS2 controllers were really small until this generation, and like it was, it, you know, it fit better in my hands. I had big hands. Yeah, they were used to be really cool because they had, there were ones that had like the turbo button, so it's basically a cheap button. So you hold down a button, and it would be like pressing it a billion times really fast. Yeah, cheap button. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, R.I.P. Mad Cat's. Yeah. They they were good. Moving on to some. Probably good Microsoft news. Uh, it seems like this will be the week we get the Scorpio announcement of some kind, whether it's an event, a live stream, or a video. I think I think it would be better to not do what Sony did and do it in a video online where all the videos are available in 4K. Mm-hmm. Just so that even if you don't have a 4K monitor, you know you're not watching it in the 4K quality. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know that sounds dumb, but like that was the thing with the PS4 Pro event. I was watching it on a shitty stream, and then it's like, oh, yeah, and, and here's what this game looks like in 4K. And you're like, I'm watching it on a stream that maxes 720p on a 1080p TV that doesn't have HDR. So keep trying to tell me what this is doing. <laughs> like, you know, that's going to be the sell with 4K in general. But, yeah, it, it's, I hope they do put up, like, even if they don't do the stream in 4K, that they put up videos after on, like, so, YouTube. Sony did that. That's why I think just going straight to YouTube or whatever channel they want to use is better just because that way. But, I, like, I, Twitch I, is, like, the preferred platform for any, like, game announcement now. Not really. I don't I don't think you have to do that. I don't, I don't think that this has to be an event. Why? Why? 
don't know. This is it's wait. You're the one who's usually you know. Yeah, it has to be an event. It has to be for a, big things. This is an incremental upgrade. This is not the new Xbox. If I think is, this is the new Xbox. I don't think it is. I I think this is going to end up being well. Like I think six teraflops is not exactly what everyone understands it to be because I don't even think this is going to have the power of my compute of my PC. Well, yeah, but that's a. That doesn't my make PC, it not the new Xbox. PC, if they t- quietly kill off... My PC can't do real 4K. Yeah, and this can't do real 4K either. Exactly. So, like, why Like, why are you going to make it the new Xbox? They're going to try and sell this as the cool new system that's the most powerful console ever. But I, I don't think that this is the time to release a new console. I, th- I think this is... Especially in Xbox One cases, they need to, they need to switch consoles. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't think they have the... I don't think the first-party lineup is there. I mean, you look at this list... The next story is linked directly to this, what they're going to show off with the Scorpio. The first party titles are Forza Motorsport 7. Okay, great franchise. will look great. Car porn's a thing. Mm-hmm. Then State of Decay 2. State of Decay was not a visually good-looking game at all. No. I, I, even if they put an effort in this one, like, are they really going to make it a gorgeous open world? Yeah. And Crackdown 3, which, okay, fine. No one's heard of that game. No seen that game in two years. I have very low confidence in that game. <laughs> I mean, it definitely was definitely... I think it was a case where they're like, okay, we're just going to quietly push this away and, you know... We've make never it. seen gameplay. We, we, because the, I think they were like, all right, we're not doing it on this console. Like, just put it away. And then when we... It's coming out on it, Xbox. It's for sure going to play on Xbox. We'll see how well, though. No, they... Phil Spencer was on IGN's Unlock podcast himself saying every game's going to run on Xbox. But, like, how well? Okay, it's going to run. It... Like That's not, not a vote of confidence. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild ran on the Wii U. Ran fine on the Wii U. Ran probably better than it did on the Switch. That's not a good sign. It did not run well, well on the Wii U. That's actually the thing that people were... I Once again, to talk about the Switch, people were saying that Splatoon 2 looks worse on the Switch than it did on Wii U, and Mario Kart 8 looks worse on the Switch than it did on Wii U. Jesus. Because it can't do it. And that's like that's terrifying. Yeah. That's fucking terrifying if it can't do Mario Kart 8. Mario Kart 8 ran a 1080p 60 on the Wii U flawlessly. Yeah. Because Nintendo's art style is very simple. <laughs> like, it's not complicated. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Back to this. The third-party games, there's one of interest. We'll get to that one last. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Not surprising. EA's partnered with Microsoft. Mm. Going to be a big game of the fall. And graphically, the first one looked great. Oh, yeah. So, and on PC, on 4K, I've seen those God. videos. And oh, my God. <laughs> and that's where, like, I mean, on my Pro, I'm excited for it. And I'm sure Scorpio will look a little better. But I'm excited for it on my Pro. Um, Call of Duty 2017, I'm sure will look fantastic. Infinite Warfare looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Madden NFL 18, this is the first year on Frostbite, uh, which will be interesting to see if they make a big reveal on that. I assume they will. Uh, the Ignite engine is human garbage and needs to die. And then FIFA 18, which FIFA 17 didn't look that great, actually. Soccer games struggle just because of how much is, how many people are on the field with a pitch. Yep, that's they what they call over in the fucking Europe. In the fucking what? Not just the Europe. <laughs> just Europe. <laughs> but yeah, so I, the, the, last I, one. the last one, the most <laughs> interesting one. Sorry, there is top of the list is Red Dead Redemption Two, which Sony has the marketing deal. I just I understand Rockstar can't do whatever they want. They're fucking Rockstar. Best of luck telling them to do what you want them to do. Yeah, but like that's just that's free marketing for for them. And Sony at the end of every Red Dead. Redemption commercial is going to say PlayStation, and then every Xbox ad is going to go, Red Dead Redemption 2 looks best on Scorpio. Fuck you. <laughs> They're just fucking each other like, all right, well, I don't know what to get it on. <laughs> um, you get it where your friends are, which yeah. is PlayStation. And that's where, and that's why I think just early prediction, this is not going to go very well for them. I, I, I'm very hesitant on Scorpio to see how it's going to do, but, you know. 
I the market's very volatile and quick to change. I can play every single one of those first party games on my PC. Thanks to play anywhere. I can play every single one of those third party games on my PlayStation. Well, once we get everyone over to PC, that'll be nice. It's not going to happen because Sony's first party games are never really coming. Like the ones that are coming. Once Sony starts making PCs and we get everyone on the PC. They used to make PCs. They sold Vio. Yeah, that's true. For good reason. Those things were. Oh, it's going to hell and well. Yeah. Yeah. They were good PCs. They're just way overpriced. Mm. Um, No, so I just, I just wonder about. I just, I just wonder about the success of this system just off the bat. I don't think there's going to be much interest in it. I think Xbox shot themselves in the foot forever when they did play anywhere. I, just, I, I think it, I just think that was the moment that just kills Xbox's chances. I think that they, they did that, yeah, to kill Xbox. And, th- and this is one of the cases where Microsoft and X- Xbox is a subdivision of Microsoft. You might be thinking more in, in Microsoft terms, like with that plan, because I think they were kind of transitioning, it sounds like, to just going PC. No, I think that, but then why make the Scorpio? Why not just say our games are on PC now, thanks? Because you can't just, like, make that quick change. I don't, I don't. Sure you can't. You're making, you're making you're all... new hardware. Yeah, but, like, I don't think you're gonna, you, I think you gotta ease people over console gamers back in the PC market. I think those are very different markets. No. Yeah. No. No, you're wrong. No. Okay. We agree to disagree. That's not a thing, Jake. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> We're good. Anyway, oh, I forgot. Destiny Two is also coming to PC. We didn't announce that during. Oh the... yeah, right. That is good. That's pretty big. I'm actually pretty excited for that. I might actually pick it up on both. Anyway, so that that was it for for news this week, I guess. At some point, yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, just kind of as our main topic is just kind of Q1's over now. It was yeah. probably the best Q1 in gaming history. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I mean, minus fact we got a new console or handheld, whatever Nintendo wants to sell it as this week. Um. <laughs> Uh, we got, uh, we got big games from beginning to end, starting with Resident Evil Seven. Mm-hmm. Biggest surprise to me was how good Neo was and how much everyone loved Neo. Like, yeah. how that one kind of you know became this cult classic. It sold out. Like their expectations were so much lower than demand that they sold out of the game. I mean, my expectations would have been really low, like last year, where I'm like, Neo, that game from ten years ago that like was sh- like just. Ghostware? Why would that yeah. matter? But yeah, and it came out and it connected, got really good reviews. Um, her uh, For Honor selling really well. Mm. Uh, that game connected with a hardcore community that just loves it. Like, and that's the thing where we'll see if it has a success. But Rainbow Six Siege was able to survive while they fixed the problems because of a hardcore community that then grew out. And mm. Rainbow Six Siege has had a success afterwards. And I wonder, and the Division did too, actually. And I wonder if they're going to be able to find the same success with For Honor. Um. Yeah. Start with that hardcore community, build itself out. Uh, I think Ubisoft. I think it's selling very well. The lowest I've ever seen on sales ten dollars off. So it's clearly selling pretty. Yeah, well. I think I think, it, and it would dominate uh, February, obviously, for the MPD. Yeah, and so. then um, got it. March MPD is gonna be exciting. Yeah, and then obviously we got the Horizon delivered on everything it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zelda delivered on everything it was supposed to be. The Switch is an interesting console with a very interesting future. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of. You you would expect you know one or two heavy hitters uh, a quarter or something like that. Especially usually that's a fall quarter where you get maybe two or three heavy hitters. But this is like that many heavy hitters in a Q one. You don't usually see that. And I think that's part of the the shifting towards you know there's good games throughout the year now. It's not just end of the year. And then I guess one of the biggest surprises to me too was also that the fact that Mass Effect seemed forced out early. 
And especially after when, yeah. where that letter came out when they announced the release of that was we played it over Christmas break or whatever, and we thought it was great, and we thought it was ready to go. And how much of that's corporate speak is probably a lot. Yeah, that that one I'd say would definitely be my biggest surprise. Just going in, out of all the games we listed, I would not have expected Mass Effect to be the least critically acclaimed out of all those. And it is by far. Yeah, and that's and yeah, that's very true. And I, it was nice. I yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what else to say. They basically came out this week and said we know there's problems. We're going to start patching and all that jazz. But yeah, it's hard when you've already hit. And you've got that backlash already to kind of rebuild. You can ask Ubisoft about rebuilding guilt, uh, goodwill on that kind of front. <laughs> it's uh. Well, we're talking about Ubisoft does uh, it though. Ubisoft stays with their games. I know, but like in case of maybe like Watch Dogs too, like how well oh, is yeah. it rewarded? Like how how long does that stick with you? How long is that associated with your brand? Watch Dogs One is a particular hotbed of you know yeah. of of that one. But no, I this one I I seriously wonder if we're gonna see another Mass Effect game. Yeah, it, it definitely feels like, especially if it takes four years to make the next one, yeah. and you have to you have to put it on a new engine. It's running on a last gen engine, like it, it didn't look very good. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Bioware does going forward with this. That definitely was not how they wanted to kick off a new trilogy. But yeah, favorite game Q one. Favorite game probably Horizon. Yeah, that's mine too. Yeah, it's it's that game. God, that game was good. Yeah, I mean, Zelda obviously a very close second, but yeah, Horizon was yeah Zelda's up was, there. was the the number one for me. Resident Evil Seven. In terms of, I said biggest surprise would was the Mass Effect thing, but biggest positive surprise I think was Resident Evil Seven. Like that that game turned out to be. I mean, I watched someone play it, but like it, it was really fun, like, really cool. I had confidence it was going to be good once they changed directions. When you when when they decided to go in a bold different direction, I'm like, all right, they got to have the confidence in what they're doing. Um, then again, Capcom is just a shit show. So, they're just all doing cocaine and, you know. <laughs> Releasing, uh, remastered collections. Like, alright, we gotta put out games every once in a while. <laughs> and that new Sonic game looks aggressively mediocre. Well, that's not even Capcom. <laughs> that, you're right, I'm stupid. <laughs> no, they've got Street Fighter. They've done, well, we've commented before, but they're, they're doing right now. They did right with Resident Evil and they, they seem to be doing right with Street Fighter now, so. Seem to be. We'll see Marvel vs. Capcom, how well that goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. All right, and Q2, anything you're looking forward to big in Q2 besides Persona 5? I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of a single game. Besides Persona 5. Persona 5. Uh, Prey, obviously, too. is my. I think that's those are my top two. That's Persona 5's coming out this Tuesday, so I'm super hyped for that. And then next month, Prey comes out about a month away. So that... that I'm fingers crossed is going to be really good as well. Yeah, I don't have anything I'm that crazy excited for. It's basically Mario Kart Eight end of the end of the month, uh, getting that again, and then probably Farpoint on VR are the only two games I'm going to buy over the next three months. Yeah, uh, it starts soon though. The E3 rumors will be coming soon. Yeah, I think Q Q2 is usually like a quieter time because it's pre E3. Like they they the things that you announce for this year either come out early Q1 like okay it's coming out next spring but it's really Q1 or it's coming out in the fall after E3 so usually around E3 or like pre-E3 especially you don't get too many big drops that Crash Bandicoot collection into a quarter though that's true 10 out of 10s nothing but 10s what if it turns out to be like the the best review period outsells Uncharted 4 better reviewed than Uncharted 4 Naughty Dog's like we made a mistake cancel Last of Us 2 now we've gotta get on this train gotta make a crash <laughs> no we don't own the IP anymore alright how do we get in on this 
Who, who's developing that remastered collection? I forget who's making it. It's, it's a port studio. Blue Point, maybe. Probably. Blue Point makes so many of those. They ports. just port stuff, which is you know good for them. Hopefully, they're making a lot of money like that. Sure, they're making they're enough to keep doing it. They're good. They make good ports. Good port house. Right. Yeah. So that's the only big game coming out next this week. I think Persona Five. I'll I'll talk about that next week. But earlier views, it's got a ninety four on Metacritic. So I'm pretty hopeful about People it. People think it's trash. I know. All right. <laughs> yep. So that's it for this week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at JJ Gaming Show. We're posting up every week on SoundCloud and iTunes. We're Jake and Joe Gaming Show. Uh, that's all we have for you this week. Bye.